0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Houston Element Podcast. My name is Missy, and I'm your host. And today I have the lovely pleasure to sit down with local recording and performing artist Young Chung.
1: Hey everybody, what's up, man? It's your boy YC Young Chung. You know, I'm a Southside baby. And uh thank you for having me on the show.
0: Well, it's a pleasure to have you, man. You know, I'm new to your music, so it's nice to learn about a new artist and things like that. That's always exciting.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How'd you get into the music, man? What was a passion about?
1: So uh, I just really grew up with a lot of hip-hop influence in my life. Uh, you know, my pops was listening to it heavy, my cousins and everybody. But, you know, they was, uh, we all from Texas, you know what I'm saying? Houston, Port Arthur, all that area, golf area. But, um... My pops and my family definitely the ones who 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 got me into hip hop music, and I kind of fell in love with it at a young age type thing.
0: So, that's wonderful. So your family helped kind of inspire the love for music for you.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: Excellent. Is there any kind of music genres in particular that you or Bands that you remember growing up listening to that you really enjoyed?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, a, a lot of R and B, kind of like the Gap Band, uh. The temptations, you know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, the temptations. Yes, oh, I yes. love them.
1: Uh also like Zapp and Roger, you know. So I'm I'm very well versed on like old school, even even some rock music.
0: So. Oh, excellent, yeah, excellent, yeah. man. But you know, music from like the temptations era, you know, it's just indisputable. It just that
1: Yeah, <sighs> yeah, definitely I think every era had its time
0: for oh, sure. Oh yeah. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So what is the inspiration behind your artist's name, your lyrics, and your style?
1: Okay, so uh, my mother's last name, like her main last name is Chong. And that's my middle name. Crazy story, right? But nah, uh, I just carry the name really proudly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that's about it. That's That's how I got that name. And as for like, everything just kind of just morphed together on its own type thing, because everybody used to call me Chong anyway when I was younger, so <laughs> it just worked out perfectly.
0: And what about your lyrics and your your type of uh, vernacular music style?
1: Okay, so lyrics, I always try to make punchlines because uh, I, I I guess I my preference in rap back then was definitely punchline rap. Uh. I really enjoy like old school New York rappers like Nas and Jay, uh, Beanie Siegel, a lot of lyrical job, Messin' Man. Uh, but I also love like Southern artists like Scarface, man, lyrical genius. So I try to always end stuff with a punchline. I don't try to, I don't try to be cheesy with them. <laughs> Make sure I don't, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of stuff you can say you don't want to sound corny saying. It.
0: <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that though you know those little earworms though like I like that. I like okay. that man. okay yeah so how will you describe your workflow for creating, recording and performing?
1: So it's a it's actually a, a very long process, man. Performances I think I've done so many of them now that I just know it's it's it's, it's no big deal now. It's definitely you have to control the crowd basically. So if you come in with negative energy, you're always going to have a terrible show. But I never try to go in with negative energy, no matter what. So that's that's good. Now lyrics wise, once again, it's just you know a process. But I think I think definitely performing, I have that down to the t now.
0: So. so what about for recording, getting in the studio? What gets you amped up and ready to deliver your best product?
1: So I listen to a beat. For about five days.
0: <laughs> and wow. I'll,
1: and I'll rap. Like I don't even rap to it or nothing. I just listen to it. And uh what I do is basically I just I just make my first couple of bars and by that time it'll be done. So when I go into the studio, I've already rehearsed my verse about twenty times. But I do that to like different beats, like I'll say like ten different beats a day. So I'm writing a lot of songs.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible, man. Like so are you listening to the beat like instrumental wise like or just like inspiration wise?
1: Uh it's kind of both. It I always try to write when I feel a an emotion very quickly cuz I want to just see exactly what's going to come out. So Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right, I can dig it, man. I can dig it, man. So you released your third mixtape earlier this year called At Last. You said online that this was the last chapter of a trilogy project. Can you please elaborate?
1: So uh, starting with my career, I I started rapping way back when I was about 18. You know what I'm saying? I actually took a venture out in Colorado and uh, I actually messed around and got signed to an independent label. You know what I'm saying? So that was amazing. Uh, The only... The only tape I released with them was Baby Boy. And that's basically was I planned on for a trilogy of of tapes. But it just came along. It goes Baby Boy. That's my first one. And then the next one is That's the Difference. And then At Last is, of course, the last one. So it just shows my growth uh, throughout life. The first tape was definitely more personal. uh, Definitely direct to my life. The second tape was a mixture of me trying new sounds and still you know a couple songs uh that hit close to me but the third song I would I mean the third uh album I would definitely say that it was cultivated in the in the moment of good time and good feeling that I didn't really wasn't going through no strife or anything I was living life so a lot of the music reflects that you know but uh I always want to be versatile I always want to be versatile so I definitely wanted to end this series because I think I've grown into the artist I wanted to grow into. so
0: that's that's wonderful. Like that's really good to hear that you know you've went on that journey with an intention and you reached your goal, you know, of loving yourself more, you know yeah, definitely. So do you think that you have different techniques that um, that you end up using with different type of emotions or settings or things like that? or is it just all? You know, improv, inspirational.
1: It's, it's just, yeah, pretty much improv. I, I, don't, I don't try to make a song on purpose. You know what I'm saying? If I, don't, I don't like forcing songs because I feel like that's when you start doubting yourself anyway and
0: mm-hmm. the song
1: won't come out good. So I really just let like four bars come into my head and then, I, and then I practice a flow to it. But I try like four different flows just to see what rhymes with the beat the best. And it's just crazy because those four bars could turn into a song. It could turn into another two. And then I just come back to it. It's just really a spur of the moment. But uh, I guess it's been working. I'm, I'm just kind of happy that uh, my streams has been going up lately. That's a blessing. I did have a little stint where the, the streams kind of slowed down. So that definitely worried me, you know? But they're starting to go very well again. So.
0: That's fantastic, man. That's fantastic, yeah, man. Yeah. So you just like to to paint with your words, so to speak, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think sometimes that could be a gift and a curse because sometimes I really am just rapping. I don't, I don't. I'm not saying I lie in my raps or nothing. I I don't do that. But I'm just not one of those people who's gonna say names in songs. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I that's, understand. That's just.
0: Yeah, As for the birds.
1: <laughs> <Exactly>.
0: <laughs> so you were saying a little bit earlier, talking about your first mixtape, Baby Boy. And what would you say that this part was in reference to the trilogy? What was it about?
1: Uh, so Baby Boy, I, I, I wrote a lot of raps growing up, but I never, like, tried to rap them for real. You know? Rap was just fun at first. But I remember my boy, uh, he rapped too and everything, but he got his first check from his show. I'm going to shout him out my boy Kent Washington. Uh, and when I seen that money, it was different. It was, it was you know what I'm saying? Clean money. Was it wasn't, didn't have to worry about nothing. It was just you doing what you do, music. So eventually I was like, wow, I want that too. So I just started uh, writing Baby Boy when I was about 16. And uh, I just remember... Uh, I recorded it and I just remember recording the first track and everybody was just looking at me like, man, that was, that was really a personal song. Uh, But that's just life, you know what I mean? But that's, that's what the first tape was about. Just my young
0: life. So. Wow. Since you were 16. And then when yeah. did you, you released that in 2017, that album, correct? Uh,
1: 20,
0: 2014.
1: 2014, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah. I was I was 18 going on 19 when it released. So it was definitely like It was dope. It was dope. Wow. And 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 it did what it had to do. So.
0: Wow, that's wonderful, man. Yeah. And so your next mixtape, the second one that's called, that's the difference. So yeah. what was that about in accordance to the trilogy?
1: So basically I wanted to show that I had kind of a growth sonically. And not saying that I changed completely, but I wanted to show that my, my music matures with me. Uh, I was about 21, 20, writing this one. Uh, it released when I was 22. And it was actually, so far anyway, It's it's my most streamed album. So it definitely did what it had to do. I, I I, personally, you know, am very honest with myself, though, musically. Not saying people gave it bad reviews or anything, but I think I definitely uh, rushed it. But it was just pressure from business side. Mm. And sometimes when you don't give yourself enough time, you know, and the business gets to you, you just release something. And... I definitely had strong tracks on there, but you know, I think, I think, uh, it was more of a sophomore slump, if anything. And I'm gonna be honest, you know,
0: what would you think you would have done differently if you had a little bit more time?
1: I would have made, I think my third album, my, my, uh, my newest one at last would have been my second. Yeah. (laughs) My second
0: album. Okay.
1: Because, uh, With that, it's my most streamed, like I said, and uh, it definitely helped me elevate. But I definitely wish I had more time. That's about it.
0: I feel that. I feel that. So aside from that, um, what are some of the technical—oh, excuse me. Totally different question. Just kidding. (laughs) What are some techniques you'd like to use to achieve your sound mixing-wise? Like, uh, what are some new techniques that you learned recording uh, your second mixtape that you enjoyed?
1: So, ironically, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if you're aware of who tay is.
0: No, I'm not sure.
1: Okay, so uh, he, he's a rapper from Dallas. He had a, a hit. And uh, his engineer actually lives out in Texas, in Colleen, Texas, if you ever go out there. Uh, he's a platinum and gold, like selling engineer. So that's amazing. That's who I actually recorded with. Wow. For about yeah, I'll say about six years. He 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 definitely has Yeah, he 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 has what it takes to make your sound your sound. Yeah. I definitely like working with Steve. His name is Steve. So mm-hmm. if y'all ever go out to Colleen, Texas, make sure y'all hit up what's happening, in Steve, because I promise you he's gonna Gonna make sure you sounding amazing. So
0: Wow. Anything in particular that he did like EQing compressing or just overall you enjoyed?
1: Yeah, he definitely EQ, yeah, pressing and uh autotune. And and he actually taught me to use my voice to an advantage of auto-tune. Because if you know your key and everything, it definitely makes a difference.
0: Excellent, excellent, man! I love it when engineers are willing to share those tips with their clients. Man,
1: yes, definitely. Uh, I would, I would, I would definitely recommend if anyone in Central Texas just go to him. The guy just, there's just some people out there who just has a natural talent, mm-hmm. and I think he definitely has a natural talent because he, he, I'll say he was a a good part in helping me find my sound.
0: Excellent, excellent, man. And six years of dedication. That's no joke. Yeah, he must've been doing the right stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he never he never gave up. <laughs>
0: that's awesome, man.
1: Yeah.
0: So my next question is, uh I sorry, I had to read it again. Uh did you record and produce your three mixtapes at the same studio? So did you record one with the gentleman you mentioned before or Yes, yeah,
1: so it's it's wild. I've Record at a lot of studios, uh, but Steve, he really was a part. There was a time in my career where I was just releasing singles, uh, thinking that I was fulfilling a contract mm-hmm. the whole time. This is why it's important to read. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fulfilling my contract, so but he, rec- but he definitely throughout. That whole series of singles, you can see the growth in my music and then he, he definitely uh, also engineered half of my my newest album as well. Excellent. So, so yeah, there's I, I definitely know on that album I got the flow down and he he really is a, a person I can trust. He'll, he'll keep it honest with me and that's exactly what I need.
0: Excellent. Yeah. So is it easy to say he's probably the favorite engineer you've worked yeah. with thus far?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The first uh, the first tape, interesting you say that, uh, I, co- I, I come from, like, poverty and everything. So even though you get deals and stuff, they give you a little budget. It was the crappiest budget, I'm going to be honest. Mm. But uh, I recorded it in my homie's uh, basement. He had a whole studio in there. I remember one day, we was just chilling, and uh, he was like, man, you want to go record a song? I was like, what you mean? We go downstairs, and he has, like, an amazing studio. So it was some good times. Some good times making the first one. The second one, uh, that one was just, I was recording that just kind of anywhere. So it, 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 like I said, it was rushed. So Mm -hmm. I just recorded anywhere. I felt like I didn't even have a set studio I could go and actually vibe. Mm -hmm. But yeah.
0: But you made it happen underneath the circumstances. So that's incredible.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Wow. So how long did it take all together to produce those three projects as a whole?
1: Wow. So I've always been told that art takes time to make. I think these days a lot of people rush to make something uh personally, you know do whatever you feel as a creative. sometimes I just feel like a lot of things sound rushed mm-hmm. these days you you people release twenty track albums and then six months later release like a forty track album. Mm. you gotta give yourself time to go through stuff in life you gotta go through. Actual things. And that's when you can tell the music is authentic. I think a lot of the time uh, people get caught up in quantity over quality. Yeah. But it took me from 2014 to this year to finish it. That's an eight-year period. It took about three years apart from my first tape to my second tape. And then from my second tape to my third, it took five. And what I what I what I love about those times is I've been doing so many shows and releasing so many singles that's been doing good on their own. It's actually teaching me how to make an album. And that's what I love about that so much, man. I, I love about waiting and letting a project cultivate itself. I think people should definitely take their time, but I understand, you know, society moves quick the Business move quick, but as long as I feel like as long as you still keep the work ethic, you won't really lose out on anything.
0: And I mean, and then those three, the, I mean, excuse me, those eight years you spent on those three projects, so but you got so much done, yeah, you know, you released so much emotions, you know, exactly. And so, you have a music video yeah. out for your second single off your new mixtape called boogerloo Yeah. (laughs) Can you please explain (laughs) to those who don't know what a boogerloo is?
1: So I was uh I was looking through the dictionary one day. This is actually like (laughs) this is actually like a year ago. Uh Uh-huh. And uh I was looking through the dictionary because I just try to look for new words to use.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I saw it in there. And at first I was just confused because the definition was just kind of funny. So uh, you know how friends be messing around and everything. So he comes in, we're just talking mess. And uh, I said, shut up before I hit you with a boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) But it was was so funny. He told me to put it in a song. So it really was an inside joke. (laughs) But yeah, I I think the song is very hard, though. If uh, you go on, you know, Apple Music or Spotify, check that song out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was definitely got stuck in my head. But I was like, what in the heck is a (laughs) boogerloo? I mean, uh, the things you get inspiration for music, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was just the funniest thing. We laughed for like 20 minutes straight. Oh my
0: God. That's amazing. And now yeah. every time your friend hears that song, he's going to feel yeah. the love. Be,
1: <laughs> yeah. I actually, uh my, uh, my bud who was on the track with me, he asked me the same thing. And I was like, man, if you just make this verse, I promise the song's going to come out good. <laughs> just trust me. He said, man, you say you're going to hit him with a boogerloo. <laughs> but it actually is actually the most streamed song on the on the tape now
0: so. i mean you're not gonna find no one else with a song named boogerloo right now <laughs> so you, you know you're gonna find his song
1: yeah definitely
0: so what is your workflow like when it comes to making music videos
1: so music videos i try to uh I try to basically paint the best picture I can to the videographer, and I think I think you have to find somebody who can see your vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't get me wrong; I love all my videos, but I, I definitely had the best chemistry with MCH Films. Mm-hmm. Me and him uh made a string about I'll say about eleven videos. Wow. Yeah. We had a lot of videos. And uh, I started, I knew we had the chemistry when I said, hey man, this is my vision for this video. You can make it happen. And he got it right on the money. And it's actually my uh, most viewed video on YouTube. It's called Married to Me. And uh, yeah, I I try to to make sure that chemistry is there because if no one can't see your vision, how can you expect them to give you your vision, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: Cause a cameraman is not just you know, filming, but he's directing you as well.
1: Exact exactly, yeah. So <clears throat> there's there's like uh ooh, my bad my phone. There's like uh there's definitely different avenues you could take to videos, but I pretty much just like I said, just try to make sure the chemistry is there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I'm jealous because y'all got this kind of charisma and camera readiness I yeah. will never have. What you okay? mean? <laughs> don't don't let this discourage y'all. I'm just like letting Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the same photo readiness as y'all do, so I give y'all props.
1: Yeah, yeah, but nah, I, I, you could be photo ready too.
0: Oh, thank yeah.
1: you. You got a good energy.
0: Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate that, man.
1: Definitely,
0: definitely. So you featured different artists in some of your music videos, including Slope Gotti. Yeah. So how's your experience been with networking with other artists?
1: Man, I'm glad you asked me this. So shout out to Slope Gotti. That's family right there. Uh everybody in Texas should check him out. We'll do. That guy is a, He's he's really the next big thing. I think every artist I've ever collabed with have a special talent to them. Um, I the collab the collabing process is is different. You're gonna collab with people that vibe with you. Offer it, and that's off music and everything. So I think a lot of the artists I uh, collab with. I'm Frost Fredo from Chicago, K9 from uh, L.A. Uh, Big Fredo foe Nine and Colleen Then uh, I collab Kent Washington, of course. Uh, Tribe Mafia of Austin. Checked them out too. They actually uh got their first million view video. So shouts out to them. Um, but I definitely worked with a lot of people: King El Chapo, Lil Nate. If you keep an open network, you'll be surprised with how much good music you can make. Uh, I, was, I was definitely feature heavy on this new album, but it was more of to show that I can uh, transfer my techniques, if that makes sense. Like, I can make a song with anybody. I really do feel that way. Excellent. So I don't care if it's Katy Perry or if it's Tim McGraw or if it's Eminem. Kendrick Lamar, anybody ask me to get on a song, I'll get on the song. Uh the only time I'll deny deny a feature is if you have some beef and you're trying to pull me into your beef. Don't don't pull me into your beef, man. Yeah, don't don't pull me in because uh everybody got beef these days, I guess. I feel it. But I'm not gonna put you into my personal mm-hmm. life. We're just doing music. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes people get blurred lines of what's real and fake and you gotta keep it real with yourself at all times, in my opinion. Especially Indeed. especially in this business. Yes. You gotta keep it real with yourself or you're gonna just fall through the cracks and they're gonna take advantage of you. Yes. They're gonna end up getting hurt over some someone else's stuff. So
0: I'd be happier in a box than being judged by 12. Can I get an amen? Yeah,
1: amen. For real. For real, though.
0: And so you performed uh, your first South by Southwest show in 2018. Oh, yeah. So what was that experience like for you?
1: So my manager at the time let me know, you know, with the success of the tape, he was like, man, we got you booked all over South by Southwest. It was amazing. That, that was That's exactly what I wanted to hear. You know what I'm saying? So we did a string of shows at first before South by... This was like a very fun period. And it's so crazy because this is just a couple of years before the pandemic. I did like... I, w- I would say a mini tour, per se. Uh, it was the first time I actually went. And just went with a bunch of rappers and just went around places to perform. At the time, I... I performed uh a lot of times in Colleen. I, I performed uh out in DeSoto, Texas. Uh I came out to Houston one time, did a show. So I was just doing a lot of shows, and then South by Southwest came along and it just even helped the tape blow up even more. So that was that was definitely a plus. I couldn't even I couldn't even believe like when I was seeing the numbers go up, I was just shocked. Because South by Southwest, I feel like it's a great place to really boost you. But you got, like I said, you got to be confident in your work. You can't let other people deter you from that. Because artists of any genre, man, if you tell somebody you want to do music, there's always going to be that person who just looks at you and just be like, dude, be realistic. You're not going to make it and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I think I'm at an age now where it's not about per se making it. You know what I mean? People think making it is being in on the radio 24-7 and being like, you know, a little baby and stuff, which, yeah, that's making it for sure, you know? Not knocking that. But I mean in a, a make it where I can go and fix up my neighborhood, you know what I mean? That's that's why I feel like I made it when I when I'm actually getting some amazing checks from doing this. And it doesn't matter if I have millions of fans or, or, if I just have ten thousand people who ride with me really hard, you know what I mean? They just go, they just go and boost me every time. And I'm the type of person who just want to invest back into my fans, man. So I will say this: uh, I will say the people who stuck with me, like fan wise, I actually appreciate that because over the time they got me to these streams. You know what I mean? They were the ones who was out there pushing my sound and telling people to check me out and everything. So I appreciate that for sure.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Excellent, man. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're making music, so you're making it. Yeah. Like, like literally.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't know why people always talk about, you're never going to make it, but they can never tell me what does that mean. Yeah. What does that exactly? Because there's there's rappers who... Only average like five hundred thousand views, but they're making a lot of money. They're making a lot of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, do you consider that that making it? They're making thousands of dollars, and they're not even on the same level as like a you know little baby or or a Megan Thee Stallion or something. But yeah. there's but they're definitely making their money. Yeah. So, people just gotta. Pick and choose. I pick and choose my battles. I don't try to uh, shine too much light on negativity. But you just got to keep it moving, man. Just keep it moving. That's that's, that's uh, the key to life, for real.
0: That part. <laughs> well, you heard it from the man yourself. Keep it moving because you're making it. You're making life. You're making music. You're making art. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. And we will talk to you guys next week.